0: Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale-up, while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore.
1: Hello and welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast and Happy New Year.
0: 2024 edition. Yes, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, it is the
1: first day of the year, which is crazy. Uh, But hey, we're here. We got through all the holiday madness and uh, (laughs) we're off to bigger and better things. So uh, that's actually what we're going to be talking about today, Maria. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Bigger, better things?
1: Bigger and better (laughs) things. Yeah. Okay. But before we get into that, Uh, I just want to say for any of you who are listening, because you have started this new year and you're trying to figure out new things to do, new passions, new businesses, whatever. My name is Cody Sizemore. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined here by Maria Casillas. She is my co-host on this wonderful podcast that we like to call the Financial Coaches Podcast. And we love to connect with you guys. And one of the best ways to do that is to join our Facebook group, which is a free join. Uh, all you got to do is just type into that little search bar on Facebook and you just type in the Financial Coaches Community by New Money Habits. Uh, so join into there. Let's get connected. Let's you know start this new year off right and start kicking some booty. You know, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, and if you have been a long time listener, we just want to say we appreciate you. Um 2023 was a lot of fun. 2022 ish, like you know, like I think we started like late 2021.
0: Yeah. But 2022
1: was like our first full year. And if you've been listening that entire time, um we just want to say thank you, you know, and and thank you for continuing to stick around with us and uh if you haven't yet, share the show, you know, leave a rating, leave a review, follow us, subscribe to us, all that good stuff, you know. And I'm just going to stop talking now because you guys <laughs> Want to hear too. You want to get to the meat and potatoes of stuff, right? So that's what we're going to do. Does that sound good, Maria?
0: Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> so, in light of today being January 1st, I figured it'd be a good idea to talk about goals because who mm-hmm. isn't talking about goals in this time right. of year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, Maria, I'm actually curious do you have any sort of uh, big goals? For the new Mm.
0: year. You just love to put me on the spot, don't you? Um yes. I do. Um I don't know if you would define them as big because they're not all measurable. (laughs) Okay. But that's mostly because I tend to set more process goals than I do like end goals.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: mostly because it's the only way I know I'm going to get through most of them. So um, I have a goal that I like to add. Like I'm, I'm, how do I say this? I'm putting, I'm layering my goals. So over the last couple of years, I've gotten really good at doing something consistently. And this year, one of the things I'd like to layer on there is actually to increase my prayer life a lot. Um, I want to be more consistent with that. So, you know, one year it was making sure that I got up at a certain time every day so that I could start the day. Another year it was working out a certain number of weeks as a minimum every single week. And I've been doing that really, really well. And so now, and then I was also doing like some uh, studies, like Bible studies, prayer studies, that kind of thing. And I've done that really well over the last year. And now I would like to just kind of layer that on. So that's one of the things that I want to do personally. And then when it comes to some of the stuff with my kids, I definitely am working on increasing the amount of time that I'm dedicated to their schooling. So that's one of the things I need to make sure that I do. And I also am kind of in the works with somebody doing, um, I don't want to give too much away because I don't I don't know how close we're going to we'll actually follow through with this or not, but we want to, um, to actually do some Work together. She is a psychologist, and she lives in a separate area, um, but not too too far from me. We'd like to kind of join forces and do some stuff with couples in the area. So that's one of the mm-hmm. things that is on the twenty twenty four docket.
1: Love it, love it. I love that you don't have things that are very <laughs> measurable. Um,
0: uh, but we're probably going to tell everyone how they have to have measurable goals now, aren't we? <laughs> well.
1: Not not that you have to, but I think that mm-hmm. any goal is good. But um my goals are definitely measurable. <laughs> so <laughs> and, so I like that there's a difference there. So
0: and there I just I wanna say they are measurable in terms of like the process part of it, you know, but mm-hmm. the result is not as measurable. And I it's not that it's that measurable, it's just that it's not as rigid. So I don't have like a specific income goal, for example. I don't have a specific, you know, weight goal, that kind of thing, just because for me, I know that that becomes very frustrating. Uh, It could either become frustrating or limiting one of those two. Because if I get there, I'm like, Oh, I did it. I I don't have to do this anymore. Um, But if I don't get there, and then I'm like, Oh, if it's not anything that I had control over, then I get frustrated and I give up. But I do have control over how many times I show up, etc. So that's why I like to set them that way.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Because it just it highlights how people operate differently.
0: You know, um, Mm -hmm, like me personally,
1: like I love the measurable goals because Mm -hmm. I operate really well under those, you know, like, yep, I like having a deadline, I like having a quota or whatever,
0: Mm -hmm. because it
1: pushes me, you know, Um, so we're two different types of people in that in that realm. Um, But it's all beautiful. So (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, it is. And I think that that's one of the, I'm really glad you mentioned that we're different. That's why I said, it's not going to seem like, you know, real high goals for you because I know how different you are from me. Mm-hmm. Um, But you're absolutely correct that we all think differently. We all uh, behave differently. And rather than trying to fit ourselves into a box, just because somebody said, this is how it's supposed to be. It's okay to try to figure out, okay, this is how I am. How do I work within that framework? So mm-hmm. yeah. How about you? What are some of the goals, some of the measurable, huge goals that you have for 2024?
1: Um, I'll keep it short and I'll keep it brief. Uh, I have one for health. I have several, Mm -hmm. but I'll just do Mm -hmm. one for health and one for my uh, coaching practice. Uh, So the one for health is to officially hit the hundred pounds down marker from when Mm -hmm. I first started my whole health journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been like close to it a few times, but I just want to hit it. So Mm -hmm. that's that. Uh, I love, before
0: you finish, sorry, I love that you're building on a past goal. So you're not saying I want to lose 100 pounds this year, but I want to, you know, it was progressive and I want to finish that off. I love that.
1: Yep. Um, And then the other one is for the coaching practice. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out here and it might raise some eyebrows, but I'm going to throw it out there and I'll explain (laughs) why. Okay. I want to hit, um, half a million dollars in revenue
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the coaching practice this year.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think a year your, and a half ago, what's your ago, reaction
1: to that? I mean, like when you hear well, that, I, I was like, just
0: going to give it to you. I was just going to give it to you. I was going to say, I think a year and a half ago would have absolutely raised my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, what in the world? But dude, I see you. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah. I have no doubt that you could absolutely do that. Is it a big goal? Yes, it is. Uh, but I don't yeah. doubt that you, I don't doubt you could do it. I um, I believe that in order to do that, you will likely be investing some of that revenue back into coaching for yourself. And so mm-hmm. it might not mm-hmm. show as, you know, quarter of a million profit for you, but I absolutely believe you could do quarter of a million revenue. No, no eyebrows raised here. That I mean, half a million, half, half a million. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's, that's what I heard. That's what I meant. I just didn't say yeah. it right. Yeah. I have no doubt that you could do that.
1: So let me just share with you as to why it's at that number, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: that number, it's slightly over half of what I did this past year. So, you know, like, or I'm sorry, slightly <laughs> over double. Rather. I was
0: like, wait a minute, an hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Slightly over double of what I did this past year. Um, So that is a massive jump.
0: Yes, it is. It's a massive
1: jump. Now, one of my favorite quotes around goal setting is from Bob Proctor, actually. And he says that you shouldn't be setting goals to achieve. You should be setting goals to grow, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Mm -hmm. So go after big goals. Like that's the whole like... You know take away with that with that uh you know Bob Proctor quote is like set a goal that that both excites you but scares you at the same time, you know mm-hmm. um, and just go after it because even if you don't hit it, the likelihood of you hitting something that's probably higher than the quote unquote realistic goal that yep. you would have set before
0: it's much higher it's
1: probably a lot higher
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: because you're going after that like big and scary and you know like huge goal. So the likelihood of you, you know, surpassing what you would have done by playing it safe is higher than that, right? And that's the big idea that I want to, if with your permission, to kind of get mm-hmm. into today is just setting those big goals and not being afraid to that um, or of that rather, because you, you're understanding that these goals are not for you to necessarily obtain, and maybe you will obtain them, but they're there for you to grow towards them. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um I can tell you that maybe I'll hit that. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If I had to put money on it, I'd say probably not. But <laughs> but it's definitely going to be trending in that direction to where I know for a uh-huh. fact that, that one of these years, maybe this year, who knows, I'm going to hit that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm, you know, striving for that kind of thing. So, Um, so I would love to kind of share with you some of my ideas as far as like how I've set goals in the past and, um, have kind of held myself accountable to them. And I know for a fact that you have a really good perspective on this as well. Um, and you actually called me out. I think it was my goal last year or not last year. Th- this whole like January 1st is like messing with me. Mm-hmm. It was my 2022 mm-hmm. goal that I, okay. that I had set for myself. And you told me about this idea of um the bullseye
0: target thing, goals, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Or the target, right? Can you yep. go ahead and just explain that?
0: Yeah, sure. So it's kind of in alignment with what you just mentioned to have, you know, something that's a really big goal for you. And uh, if you picture a target, then there is obviously the center, which is the bullseye. And then you have several Lines or circles around that, and there it goes all the way out to the outer rim. And so, what this does is it kind of combines what I was talking about at the beginning of this to what you're talking about now. And that's this whole idea that you know it's okay to set something that is a, a really big goal for yourself, but also know that there is like a no matter what goal, and that outer mm-hmm. rim is like I'm, I at least want to. I want to hit the dart on the actual target somewhere <laughs> anywhere um that means that you're going to make sure that you don't you don't fall short of that outer rim goal. And so it just gives you more of a range to play with and it it makes it not quite as rigid. And like I said earlier today, the thing that's super super rigid, it either limits you because you're like it's a realistic goal and I I'm not going to need to do that or it uh starts to frustrate you and you're like I don't e- it's not even realistic. So this gives you that um it's just a range that you can play with. And I don't know what I did to call you out last time, but I think that that's the goal step that you're talking about right there.
1: Yeah, the thing that you did to call me out was that uh going into 2022 um my goal was to hit a 100,000 um, and I was mm-hmm. coming off of a year where I was at 50,000. So it was a doubling kind of goal. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you said like, hey, you know, that's a big goal. It's a big jump. So, you know, think about this. Like, what's your no matter what kind of thing? And mm-hmm. I said, well, mm-hmm. probably 75. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. So that's that's that. Um, and then you actually pushed me and you said, well, what's the bullseye?
0: Mm-hmm. And, I,
1: and I changed my answer. And I said, well, let's just do 125. You know, so mm-hmm. then that 100,000 was like that that um the middle, middle of the road circle, mm-hmm. right yep. um so just having that perspective was really good for me and i had that perspective for this year as well and i can tell you that i hit my uh my middle <laughs> my mm-hmm. middle circle mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. past year as well so mhm
0: um yeah and so you're for this year your half a million is your bullseye
1: yeah yeah i'd say so
0: what would mm-hmm. you say is your outer rim or your no matter what
1: like my no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what I would say is two fifty.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and chances are that it might land somewhere in the middle. But you know, yeah. every once in a while we do hit the bullseye. So, I, mm-hmm. I do have confidence that you could. I really do. Yeah,
1: and that's a big range too. You know, it so is. anywhere in that middle is cool with me. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you can yeah. feed your family for sure with those numbers. That's right.
1: That's mm-hmm. right. And make a bigger impact. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing I want you, I want like everyone who's listening, who is hearing like these big numbers, I want you to understand that having a number like that of received revenue from financial coaching is not a reflection of how much money you're making. Mm-hmm. That's not what it reflects. It reflects Mm -hmm. how many lives you're impacting. Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. And, you know, on the surface, there's that whole idea of like, oh, well, people who make money are bad, you know, or they take (sighs) advantage of people or stuff like that. And yes, there's there's certain people like that. But there's a lot of people who are good people who do good work, who make really good impact, who make good money, you know, and there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Nothing wrong yeah, oftentimes, if that's the mentality that we have, it's a it's an us problem, you know, mm-hmm. and by us, I mean, the person who thinks, you know, oh, if they're making money off of people, then they must be bad. Uh, so there, There's probably some sort of experience or trauma that's happened in their life that makes them believe that. Um, But that becomes inner work that they have to do rather than you lessening what you're doing in order to try to, you know. Not, not offend them. So yeah. I agree hundred percent with that. I also uh, think that it's important for people listening to know that uh, when you're looking at the idea of it being the impact, what's what that represents, when you're when you've been working and by you, I'm actually talking to you, Cody, you've been working with people at a certain level who are paying a certain level for you. So if you were to increase the number of people that you were impacting, naturally that a dollar amount will be going up. And so anyone who's listening and says, well, it's really more about, you know, how many people you could set a process goal like that, like something I might do. I might say, I want to make sure that I make this number of calls. I want to have this many conversations. I want to help this number of people. You can absolutely set something like that. Your revenue might be a little different than Cody's because maybe you haven't been working with someone at that level, or maybe you haven't been charging that. And to you know double or triple or quadruple your prices might feel like not super comfortable for you. Just realize that. Understand for yourself what is it that you want to do, what impact you want to make, and then you can set those goals around that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. E- exactly. And one. Last thing that I want to say about this before we go into the whole process of like setting goals and then, you know, going after them is like, even if you were that kind of person who takes advantage of people, um, you would not be able to be in business. You just wouldn't because we provide a service, a direct service to direct people, you know? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. with today's day and age, we have the internet (laughs) and Mm -hmm. what people like to do on the internet is cancel them, (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. you know? So like, Mm -hmm.
1: this isn't like a Walmart, you know, taking advantage of you. Like, no, like this is one person or or a small team of people who are providing a very vulnerable and intimate service. And Mm -hmm. if those people did not get what they felt that they paid for, then they would absolutely be able to, you know take you down, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, like there might be one person or, or maybe two, whatever, that maybe didn't quite get the experience that they were hoping for, but that wouldn't constitute you, you know, being a scam artist, you know, like you would have to have like several, several in a row or a majority of them, uh, to really be that way. So, you know, the fact that like, you know, there are not just myself, but there's a lot of coaches out there that make a good income, Um, it's just a constitute that they are also making a good impact as well. And I just really wanted to drive that home before we went further into like processes and stuff like that.
0: No, I think that's really good. I think that's important for our listeners to hear. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's get into this. Um, I want to just share with you like what I personally do with not just setting goals, but then also executing on those set goals. And mm-hmm. maybe this works for you if you're listening to this, maybe it doesn't, but I'm a visual person um, and I like seeing certain things and I like to, you know, have that visual aid. So what I have in my office is a whiteboard and on that whiteboard, there's a few things. So first and foremost, um, there would be like a little section up top, like maybe like the top left that like literally says like, here's your goal, Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I would do maybe a yearly goal and then also a quarterly goal as well. So, you know, if, you're, if your goal is $100,000, let us just say, uh, you know, you can say, hey, $100,000 a year, that means $25,000 a quarter kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would be your goal. And you say like, hey, you know, goal would be to collect $25,000 in revenue by uh, April 1st kind of thing, right? So the beginning of next quarter. Um, so you'd have that and then you kind of do some math and you'd say, okay, cool. So in order for me to do this, you know, click $25,000, how many clients do I need to bring on? How many new clients do I need to bring on during this quarter in order to achieve that? So for example, um, just for r- nice round numbers, if you have a coaching package that you sell and it. It's twenty five hundred dollars for the coaching package. let's just say well, you'd need ten of those to hit twenty five thousand so then what I do is i I make like little boxes, so I'll make like a like ten boxes boom, boom boom, boom boom, 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 and mm-hmm. then in those boxes, I put hearts in there um now, I don't color them as just a blank heart, right. Mm-hmm. And those boxes and hearts. I would represents... color them in.
0: No, I'm just kidding. What's that? <laughs> I was joking. I said I would color them in, but I'm kidding. Cause I have a feeling you're going to go there yes, and I'm color them, them in them. once you get them, get them them. filled.
1: <laughs> yes. So those boxes and hearts, they represent clients.
0: Mm-hmm. And it,
1: I don't like to just like make just a box because I feel it, like when you sign a new client, you're not just checking off a box kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's why I put hearts in there is because it's like, Hey, you know, this is a person that I'm really going to be investing myself into. And, you know, I want to like help them like bring the best out of them. Right. Like, you know, so it's very heart driven kind of thing. Right. So whenever I sign a new client, I write their name right above that box. uh, What kind of, you know, program they got. And then I color their, their heart. in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just my way of just saying like, all right, like I'm going to step in this person's lives and, and hopefully make a big impact. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I keep track of like my clients that way. And then I also have two other things in there. Um, one would be a call booking goal as well. So what this looks like is I would figure out like what my close percentage is. And if you don't know this, like, take a guess. But mine is usually around like, I think it's like 40 or 50% of, um, anyone that hops in the phone with me. So if I know that, let's just say that you, let's say that yours is like one in every three, one in every three calls, right? You'll, you'll get a new client. Um, you'd want to look at your, uh, your weeks. So there's like 12 weeks kind of thing, um, in a, in a quarter. And you'll say, okay, cool. So how many calls do I need to book per week in order to get 10 new clients over this quarter? So I need to have 30 calls to get Mm -hmm. 10 clients in this quarter, which basically means 10 calls a month. And then you break that down. So around like two and a half to three calls per week kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as I perform those consultation calls, I'll then fill in those boxes, right? Like, okay, I mm-hmm. had, another, had another one, had another one, had another one. And that's a really good way of just showing me like, you know, hey, do I need to make a bigger push this week or not because I'm starting to fall behind? Uh, maybe I can back off a little bit because I'm doing pretty good with this, like that kind of stuff, right? So that's another component. And then I also have just like the classic thermometer of, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Two th- you know ten, 10 little notches you know so maybe like 5000 $5, 7500 10000 like that kind of thing and you just fill it up as you go so there's okay. a lot of big picture things which is like mm-hmm. the thermometer mm-hmm. um, and then there's uh like a medium picture thing which might be the clients as you fill mm-hmm. them in and then there's a small picture thing which is the uh the the consultations booked as well mm-hmm. so it has every facet Because that's one thing that I found is like if you were to set a big goal, Maria, and you just leave it at that, like someone who says, "Hey, I just want to lose hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. I don't know what steps I'm going to take to get there, but I'm going to do it." Mm -hmm. You're probably not doing that, absolutely. But the person Mm -hmm. who like breaks it down, they're like, "Okay, so I'm gonna you know chunk it down by this, you know, month or year, quarter, month, week, day." You know, those Mm -hmm. are the people that probably will achieve it, right? And that's what I've done the last two years now going on three. And it's really, really helped me a lot. So I know yeah. that was a lot.
0: No, it's I'm good. Sorry. Well, it's incredible. I have a question that I'd like to ask. And I wanted to wait for you to get through all of that before I asked it. But it is going back to kind of the beginning. Um, my question is regarding like when you personally are setting these income goals, I'm pre- assuming maybe erroneously that it's all around income. And not all new income. And the reason I'm making that clarification now is because when you started talking about the, like your whiteboard, you were saying, okay, so if I have a goal to, you know, do hundred thousand dollars and, and then you said in new clients. And so I just am just, I'm curious, do you set a distinction between new clients or new monies, if you will, versus money that's already coming in? Uh, and as you're answering yes to me non-verbally, when you are, um, when you're setting this up and for the people who are listening today, if somebody has someone like, let's say they have three clients who are already paying monthly and they know that they've got that amount coming in. Do you personally attest for that or uh, that's not the right word, but you know what I'm asking? <laughs> do you, do you, do you um, make, do you make room for that? That's already there. Do you just work around mm-hmm. it or do you always start afresh with like, we want new monies each quarter?
1: Yeah. So as far as the goal goes for the revenue, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be just new clients or new money, right? Okay. Um, it can be from past clients or, you know, um current clients or current. whatever it might mm-hmm. be, right? Or, okay. you know, if you do like a like a event where someone pays you, you know, like mm-hmm. you work that in. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's it's just about revenue generated. Mm-hmm. However, with the whole idea of like you know, the hearts and the boxes for the clients
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: in my head, I'm like, if I didn't have any of that existing income, Mm -hmm. this is what I would need. And the reason I do that is because at some point throughout the year, that existing income won't be there anymore. Sure. And, you know, it'll, it'll be those new clients that were just from previous months before. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But it also pushes you a little bit where it's like, right. even if you have that little cushion, cool, you know, like, but push yourself a little bit here and like, go after those 10 clients or those 15 or 20 or, you know, five or, you know, whatever it might, or two, you know, like whatever it might mm-hmm. be, go after mm-hmm. those. Um, and don't let, you know, the, the money you already have come in, um, you know, cause you to be too comfortable. That's just how yeah. I operate. Personally.
0: No, it's good. And that's why I asked because I, I know people are listening and I want to, if I have the question, they might as well. Uh, so if we're looking at just kind of putting all this together, if we're looking at the target goals and we're looking at the outer rim, maybe if you're setting a goal like this, you set it for new clients based on the outer rim number. And then any of the money that you already have or money that you can't really anticipate for, like you said, maybe you're doing a presentation somewhere and they're paying you for that, that can then fill in the gap and get you closer to the middle or even to the bullseye goal. Does that sound Mm -hmm. like a good way to approach that?
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I would even push people to have the goal be the middle, um, Mm -hmm. the middle ring, you
0: Mm -hmm. know? Yeah.
1: Um, Because again... It, everyone operates differently. I mean, and clearly, even at the very beginning of this call, we noticed that like we mm-hmm. operate differently.
0: Right. The way yep.
1: that I operate is I operate well under pressure.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we've talked
1: about this before in the podcast. We have. Um, so, you know, having that set at that outer rim goal, um, to me, if I were to do that, it would just make me feel too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I know that I would leave stuff on the table that maybe I shouldn't have. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, so I would be in the sense of like, hey, like, let's let's at least do the middle rim or middle ring um, and then allow the supplemental for new clients um, to push you to that bullseye kind of thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, this has been a lot of really great discussion around not just the differences and how people set goals, but also some ways to actually make sure you execute. Although I don't want to cut you off. Did you have other ways that you wanted to share on how to execute as well?
1: I think that how to execute is probably a series of different shows that we can do. Yeah, I kind of agree with
0: that. I agree.
1: but I will say that the one thing with setting these goals that I do want to just say before we wrap this up, um, setting a goal is one thing, but actually going after it is a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. And just like anything in life, like if you want to build something, or if you want to have something, you have to take action. You can't just like, you know, say, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds, you can't say, hey, I want to, you know, get my first client, you can't say, hey, I want to get my I want to make six figures, like you can't just say that, and then just hope for the world to bring you that, like, Mm you gotta go get it, you know, Mm -hmm. so that is my takeaway for anyone listening is yeah, go set those goals and have them be exciting and have them be scary but you got to go after it you got to go after it yeah. you can't just set it and feel good for a second like you got to go after it so take action that's my one you know action it, step for you is to take action
0: yeah there's one thing i just like to add to that and that's the idea of uh, community and accountability and the reason mm-hmm. i throw that in there is because well, I operate a lot differently than you do. I know. Um, but I'll just give you a quick story t- as an anecdote. Um, you know, that one of the things I've been doing consistently over the last year is working out. And for me, it was all about, you know, being able to show up better for my kids. It had nothing to do with specific weight loss or anything like that. So I wanted to just say I was going to show up at least four times every week. No matter what that was by no matter what and about. I want to say two thirds through the year. Well, let me, let me back up just a second. So at the beginning of that year, after I had already decided that for myself, the place that I go, they set up a challenge where um, if you do 15 a month for the entire year, then you would get something at the end of the year. Well, I'm like, I didn't sign up for that challenge because they had a challenge. I had already decided I wanted to do that, but I thought, oh, I'm already doing this. I might as well sign up for that. So I signed up for it and about two thirds into the year, I ended up getting cataract surgery on both eyes and I wasn't allowed to go in for a full week after each one of those eyes. So in the month that I got that done to get 15 in was really a stretch, like because I had to do it within like a week and a half. Right. (laughs) So there were a couple of weeks where if I hadn't signed up for that challenge, I probably would have just let myself off the hook because I wasn't allowed to do it for those other weeks. And why push myself, you know, to go two, three times a day when I don't have to do that. And um, then because I had that built in accountability through that community, I just found a way to make it happen. I didn't hit pause on anything. I just kept doing it. And I don't know that I would have done that had I not Started with that little thing. So sometimes having an incentive, whether it was from an outside incentive or an internal incentive that you incentivize yourself with something, uh, but also, like I said, Bringing in that accountability that community, that does help in those moments that right now you can't even anticipate. I didn't even know I was going to need any surgery, just for the record, at the beginning of the year. So I never would have anticipated that. And that was not anything I had control over. So when those things happen, if you have someone who's right along with you, you're able to do that. And I can speak. I'm going to speak for you for a second. I know I'm not one who like hold you accountable, but I do know that you like to celebrate with me when you reach those little milestones that you have, those little milestones, those big milestones along the way. Um, And I love getting those text messages from you. It's so fun to celebrate with somebody who you are walking alongside with. So I just throw that out there because it's not worth a whole episode, but it's definitely worth mentioning. So thanks for giving me that extra two minutes. Absolutely.
1: And thank you guys for listening and starting your year off with us. Uh, We hope that you go and take some action. We hope that you set those big goals for this big year that's coming up for you. And we also hope that we catch you next week as well. So we'll see you then. Peace. Bye, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group
1: of like minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.